welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey guys, thanks for joining me. I'm here with Michelle, who has an interesting approach to selling print-on-demand products on Etsy that I'm looking forward to learning more about today. So hey, Michelle. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. So first and foremost, like what really um, felt like it was unique about your approach to print on demand was the use of Procreate. And you said you're doing this because to me, I hear Procreate. I'm like, I've heard of it, but I want to know more about like what it is, why it's relevant. And you said you were like hand drawing a lot of your designs. Can you elaborate on all those things? Yeah. So Procreate is a really amazing app. If you are interested at all in art, in your own art, like watercolor art, gouache, sketching, anime, just different text fonts. Like you can do pretty much anything on the Procreate app. And so what drew me into that is that I liked hand lettering and watercolor, but I didn't want to have all the supplies at my house to do that. And I wanted to be able to take it on the go. And so I had found the Procreate app where I could do all these different art mediums within it. Um, And so that was what was really appealing to me at first. And so I kind of started Procreate just in the sense of being able to have a hobby on the side and to be able to create my own art. And then that kind of turned into, I was following some Procreate artists and I noticed that they were selling their designs on products. And that was really interesting to me because I was like, okay, there's no way that all of these people have like these warehouses in their home where they're shipping all of these products and they have all of these different designs on all of these different things. I was like, that's just not realistic, like monetarily and space-wise. And so I started going down that rabbit hole of print on demand and it took me forever to figure it out and to even just figure out what print on demand was and how it was Mm -hmm. applicable to me. Um, And then once I found that, like this whole new world opened up and I was like, okay, like this is how people are doing it. And this is how I can have my Etsy shop and sell my designs. And I really liked, because print on demand, you know, the whole company, they do everything for you. You're very hands-off, but I liked still having some of that control of making my own artwork for it. And so I was like, man, if I can use my own artwork and my own lettering, but then to be able to put that on products, like that to me was the best of both worlds where I could kind of combine them together. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I got a couple more questions that you inspired. Uh, First, I just was curious, like who makes the Procreate app? And then second, could you expand on the the lettering concept? I'm like envisioning, I could be completely wrong. I'm envisioning like Uh you creating your own fonts or something. Okay, so... Who makes a Procreate app? I have no idea. Okay. Procreate. I didn't know if it was an Adobe thing or something. like. <laughs> no, it's not affiliated with Adobe. Okay. Um, so it's its own thing. I don't know who makes it. But hand lettering, okay, so there's two sides of that. One, you could make your own font with it. You would like draw out, you know, the, all the letters of the alphabet, but then you would have to take that into Adobe and turn it into a whole separate thing. That's a whole nother thing. You can't really make a font on Procreate, but you can start it there. But lettering, I more mean like using Procreate and there's all all different types of lettering brushes where you could do like the thin lines or the thick to thin, or like I could do lettering with watercolor brushes. And for me, I like to do a lot of um, customized print-on-demand products where I'm putting like people's 
names for wedding gifts or mm. custom cutting boards or custom shirts or mugs or people really like um, personalized ornaments for Christmas. And so part of that is the appeal of people. I think they like having it hand lettered out by me versus just like a font that you get on Canva or something. Um, So that's that part of it is that I kind of started, I love lettering, like hand lettering, but I like the digital part of it because it just makes it so much easier. Yeah, that's very cool. Like, and I'm, I'm so, this is so new to me. Are you using like an iPad or am I completely like yes. off base? No, no, no. You're on the right track. Yeah. So I have an iPad, Apple pencil, and those were really the only like things that I had to invest in to get started, um, which was another appeal of it was, okay, if I just have to buy the iPad and Apple pencil, which, you know, is expensive, but for it to be able to turn into a way to make your own passive income on the side, um, was totally worth it. So yeah, it was the, it was those two. And then Procreate is only, it's either 10 or $12, a one-time fee. Like that is so cheap for all of that. And there are additional like brush sets that you could buy and color palettes that you could buy on top of it. But the basics that come within the app um, are more than enough to get started. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, for the lucky winner, when I hit 100,000 subscribers, I had Creative Fabrica gave away an iPad for me, basically. Oh, to wow. Celebrate. So whoever got that should be, um, yeah, should yeah, check, out check me out. <laughs> <laughs> so for everybody still watching that's interested, uh, I know you have a full course basically on your approach to selling print on demand products on Etsy with Procreate. Is that about accurate? Yes. Yeah. So it kind of takes you through the whole phase of going from creating your digital design on Procreate to then picking which print on demand company to work with, how to create the product, how to list it on Etsy, and then what happens when you get that first sale and how that all works. The only thing that's different, um, it's called Procreate to product, which was just like a super catchy name, but it really is applicable to any digital design. So if you use um, Illustrator or Canva or Procreate, whatever it is, as long as you have access to some sort of digital design to um, bring on to it. So, yeah, very yeah. cool. I mean, you don't have to give up all the secret sauce, but I was going to ask, like, <laughs> do you like wh- as far as production partners go? I mean, are you using multiple depending on the product? Do you have one that is like kind of your go-to that you wouldn't mind sharing? Yeah, of course. Um, my go-to print-on-demand site is Print and Mint. I'm a very big fan of theirs. I've tried like three others. Um, I've used Printful, Printify, and T-Launch. Those mm-hmm. are kind of the ones that I've tried out, and I like them. I just feel like the quality is not always consistent. Um, and for me, I don't want to ever have to worry about a customer getting something that they're not a hundred percent satisfied with like right away. Right. Um, and I've never had that problem with printed mint. So they are a little bit more pricey, but I feel like it's worth it for their quality and for their customer service. Um, I've never had any issues with them. They've always been really awesome to work with. So they're kind of my biggest um, company to work with, but what about you? Mm-hmm. Which one do you like? the best uh you know what's funny is with my new etsy shop i've got i think five production partners connected right uh-huh. now um some of the some of them are like where, where i'm actually leaning on them heavily others are kind of like test purposes right um, yeah yeah so you know my 
you know, I've switched. Like I was kind of telling you before we even started, like I spent a lot of time going over exactly what my processes were going to be. They were great. And then I realized yeah. like, hey, I'm increasing my margins by maybe using like Printify with Printify Premium, right? Like the numbers are right. great. I had a spreadsheet. Everything was calculated. But yeah, then I was like, man, the amount of time, like even with as much automation, I use a ton of it. Um, Like basically everywhere I can, I'm, I'm automating this, that, and the other. Right. It was still taking me too too long to like optimize these listings, and I I, I hate like launching listings I don't feel are I know like optimal. So then I'm like, oh right. man, if I switch to um, my designs, which I'm not sure if you've heard of that software, but no, uh, uh-uh. yeah, it's really cool. Like you could actually like get a it's it's basically you can there is a free tier, so you don't ever actually have to even put a credit card in, and like it uh-huh. is just like bulk management for your designs, like. Right now, it only supports an Etsy integration, but the sh- they're doing right. Shopify. They'll do Amazon. Like you can just like drag drop your designs, click a few buttons, generate multiple mockups in bulk. They're working on mm. things like sizing charts, color charts, that stuff. Oh, um, so nice. Like little variable driven. So like if you name your file te- your your file after your primary keywords, you can use that uh-huh. as like your primary keyword as a variable and plug it in like kind of programmatically into your title description. You can have a tag generator pull all your tags for you. Oh. And then both everything have that. I feel like uh, that's the problem with all the different companies is that they're all different and they all provide different information. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm always having to start over with every listing and it just, it can get crazy more automated. Like it should. And it just, it's, it's time consuming, but like you were saying, if you have like a spreadsheet or something to kind of keep track of things where you can copy and paste, if it's applicable, it helps, but that is the most time consuming part of all of it is creating the listings and making sure, like you were saying, you're not going to want to post it unless it's fully optimized, but that stuff does take time. And there are, you know, different plugins to help with that, but it takes a while to get used to it and to learn the ins and outs of it for sure. Yeah. That's where like a course like yours probably comes into play. And um, as far as like people who aren't necessarily like if they don't consider themselves to be strong um, by hand artists, mm-hmm. you said that, you know, your course is still going to help. Um, like, is it a requirement to be, you know, a, a good artist? Like I always say, I'm not a good artist, but I still can uh-huh. make some t-shirt sales, but how <laughs> about you with your approach? Like, is that still something that you help them out with? Yeah. So you definitely do not need to be an artist by any means, even if you just want to use Canva and just to type up a phrase or something like whatever catchy saints people are into or um, just kind of creating pictures with the different elements that Canva has. Um, that is like a perfect starting point because I feel like a lot of designs that I've seen on Etsy, the more simple, the better. Like a lot of the best sellers are just mm-hmm. like a simple phrase that's on a shirt or, and it might be like in a weird little wave, but it's still simple and it's still something that anybody can make. Um, especially if you just go like, go on to Etsy. And if you want to sell shirts, just type in, you know, if we're going into fall, type in fall shirts and just kind of see what the best sellers are, what's popular, and then just take using that as inspiration. Um, so I feel like you don't need to be an artist by any means. You just need to be able to look at what's trending and kind of just apply your own style to that. No, I like that. Whenever I do do what you just said, and I'm just doing like niche research, yeah. And I see like one of those simple, simple designs that maybe is just like two different font families, you know what I mean? And like a right. couple, yeah. couple words. I'm just like, damn, like, you know, that could be I me. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then I try to make some of those simple ones and then it doesn't sound like, what is their secret? Like, what are they doing 
to sell so much of them? I don't know. What, what do you think the secret is? You know, I've had people tell me that they kind of take like the Amazon approach where they just drop their price to like break even, try to get as many okay. sales as possible. But that means they're probably yeah. advertising too, which is then it's like, okay, you're probably losing money here, but you might be making it up on these older listings and you know. Yeah, that's true. I have thought about that because I'll see like the exact same style shirt for a way smaller cost. I'm like, how in the world are they making a profit? But you're right. They're probably not making a profit off of those and just, yeah. Getting that's my best elsewhere. guess. Anyways. But yeah, so. it's just, it's hard to swallow that though. To like put the time and effort into it and then to know that you're just not going to make any money off of those. I It's, but, it's tough too. Cause you always wonder like if you did do that and you'd kind of deferred profitability, would you make way more on the back end? And it's like, you'll never know, you know, all exactly. the alternative is just price them correctly when you make them. And then it's less work. Cause you don't have to manually update the pricing and yeah. You know, yeah. It's a constant trade-offs. trial and error. Yeah. Trade-offs and just trying out different things. And yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to see what types of products sell. Like when I, when I post a design, um, on a product that is very like personal for me, like a design that I've put a lot of my time into. And it wasn't something that I like really cared what my consumer base liked or not. Those sometimes are the products that sell the best. But then when I try to just do this, like very general phrase, then those don't really sell very well. So, but then also sometimes is opposite. I don't know. I just feel like there's, it's never consistent. Like there's some things that I will make that will get a really huge response when I wasn't expecting it. And so I try to just kind of base some of my designs off of my Instagram. And I'll just ask people like, Hey, which one of these products would you like to see this design on? And that's been really helpful for me. Um, just to kind of get their input first before I just post it on Etsy, hoping for the best. Um, So that's one way that I kind of try to get some feedback on trying to decide what products, because with print on demand, there's so many products available. So it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, what do I choose to put this on? So it's kind of nice to be able to have that feedback. Yeah. I was going to ask too, like, I don't know many people that offer um, designs on like multiple products inside of one listing. Is that something that you go in and, and like ever really do, you know, cause no. then you might have to like manually connect it. Like it can be done. You can manually connect them on the back end with most production partners. I feel like yeah, that's something you've ever spent time doing. No, not really. I tend to just keep every listing separate just to make it easy for me. Um, and I feel like with Etsy, they, they kind of put um, more priority on shops that have like a ton of listings. And so I feel like it's helpful for me if I'm going to have the same design, but on a t-shirt and a mug and a towel yeah. or something. It's, it's like, actually I'm a good point. Gonna, yeah. I think it's better to have more. They might confuse and, themselves too, right? Sorry. Yeah. Cut you off. They're like, no, no, that's okay. Um, and then if I do have that, I'll still put in the description, like, to see this design on a mug, click on this link. And so that way, if they like it and they're liking it enough to read the description that they can access the other products that way. So that's the only thing I've thought of for that, but. Very cool. And um, this is right now the last question I can think of, unless you want to share other stuff too, because I'm all, I'm all ears. I'm loving it. But I was going to ask like, as far as customization or personalization, I guess they call Uh it, be like, are you just using the default mechanism? Or are you doing anything else? Cause I just got introduced to this company that I may in the future do a video on, on my channel, 
I've been going uh-huh. back and forth with them for like a month, honestly, but I think it may, I, it may happen, right? I'm still learning yeah. their software, but it hooks yeah. into Etsy and it's like provides an additional layer externally uh-huh. where people can do additional customizations. So have oh. you looked into any of that or are you doing just like the baseline? Cause prior to me hearing about this company, I was just doing the baseline. Yeah, that's really interesting, actually. Um, I've just been doing the baseline, so just that little personalization box, um, which has gotten a little bit tricky because it limits how much information I can tell them that I need, mm-hmm. um, like in terms of how you know how long my text is. So right now, I just try to make it super simple. It's like, write your name, write the date, write whatever. And I don't usually give any options on what my lettering looks like because since it's my lettering like I'm not going to offer a bunch of different font types it's just is what it is um but I really like that idea because there are times where I'm like well what color font do you want and do you want the font like on the top or the bottom like there's a lot of different ways that you could customize it if you had that option but Etsy's is so generic that it's hard and I've seen other people will have the customers like send you a message once you've purchased it Mm -hmm. they can send you a message and then give all the details that way but my fear is that if I don't get it from them up front and they just click purchase it's really hard to get a hold of the customer sometimes afterwards and if they're not checking their messages um then it becomes a battle of just trying to get a hold of them and then they get frustrated and it's a whole thing so I feel like um having a program like that where you can have it more tailored um, would be really beneficial. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm kind of excited to, to, yeah, maybe do that video. I've been go- like, I, I've been going yeah. back and forth a ton. Cause I need to actually like figure out how it works before I feel like I should be talking about it on YouTube. So, right. Yeah. But, yeah. um, I, I'm, well, I'm getting to that point. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really cool. And like, it can do basically what you would imagine. Like you can, I can say like, let them pick the font, but limit the selections, you know what right. I mean? You, yeah. you get full control. So it's really cool. Yeah. And I feel like Etsy should go in that direction. I mean, a lot of their products are personalized. And so it would make sense to have more control for the customers on that side. Um, Of course, for us as well, but for the customers to be able to do that easily without having to say like, hey, now that you've done this, you also need to message me and answer all these questions. Like it just adds on a whole nother layer of the purchase that doesn't necessarily need to be there. So Yeah. yeah, hopefully that's something that works out well. I met, I met somebody last year too, uh, who spent like some absurd amount of money making software that did all this, but he didn't uh-huh. like license it out or anything like that, but he showed uh-huh. me on a call and like, he was just making s- just money hand over fist. Cause it streamlined the entire process. Yeah. Like all the way to production basically with like one little interval step where a human would just say like, okay, the customer got their email, sent the, you know what I mean? And they just right. approve it. Yeah. It was like the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. He should have gotten to Etsy first. Yeah. But you know what you're doing is you're doing the, the, (laughs) I love what you're, you're yeah. Etsy for real. You're doing the, um, the personalization by hand. That's a great edge, like a great way of, um, kind of setting yourself apart from people trying to streamline everything like myself, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) I I really like that. I mean, it is more time consuming though, right? Like when I get an order in, it's not like I can just automate it and have it sent through to the print on demand. Like there is that extra layer of taking the time to write it out and, um, usually during the year, that is fine. It's just when we're getting into this fourth quarter of like all the people are going to start buying ornaments and mm. it's great and I'm not complaining, but it definitely, it takes extra time when you're also trying to create other listings and optimize them and do all the things and it's a lot, but it's great. And I'm really thankful that 
um, I'm in that space and getting to do it also. Yeah. I imagine you, you charge for it, right? Like hopefully you're getting yes. you know, a nice little <laughs> royalty for sale. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, Michelle, like I'll put a link to your course. What was the name again? Sorry. Procreate. What was it? Procreate to product. Procreate to product. That's a brilliant name. It like rolls right off the tongue. It I don't know how I forgot catchy. it. That'll yeah. be right at the top of the description. Um, where can, if they have questions about like, should they just use the comments on YouTube or anything else? Yeah. Um, or my, all of my socials are at fiddles and fern, like the fiddle leaf fig plant. I'll put that fern plant fiddles and fern. Yeah. So Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, that's my email. It's all the same. So any of those places is great. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to be here. I learned a lot and, um, yeah, thanks for, thanks for taking the time to be here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm.